More Than Your Mind podcast with Raphael. Expand your understanding of holistic wellness with consciousness coach and holistic counselor Raphael as we apply learnings at the forefront of neuroscience, nervous system research and psychology coupled with the wisdom of alternative medicine, embodiment, philosophy and intuition to educate you with practices and tools to manage your anxiety, overcome cycles of burnout, toxic patterns of relating, unconscious coping mechanisms, guilt, fear and more so that you can deepen your relationship with yourself and others to feel happier, healthier holistically and have more confidence to be seen. Hi, and welcome to this episode, part two on conscious cognition. In this episode, we're going to be focusing and deep diving into what happens in an anxious brain or in a typical brain of somebody who is overwhelmed and stressed out from a thoughts and a feelings point of view and how that translates into everyday life. And then also what a more conscious cognition looks like when you dive in and you do the work around processing these emotions and feelings. Now you've probably heard of the term perfectionist voice or even imposter syndrome. There are many voices within our heads. These are often actually at a neuroscience level being linked to different parts of our brains firing away and being active. So you can often think of the different voices in your head being different parts of your brain or your body being alive and active and controlling, you know, having the say, controlling the ship. Now, often anxiety and overwhelm and burnout where our amygdala is fired leads to voices that are quite negative and can lead to voices of perfection or what we can classify as the imposter syndrome energy coming through. So at a thought level, these are often thoughts that go around and around in our head that tell us that we're not good enough, that we should just give up, that it's gonna, not going to work out, why would we bother, we're too fat, we're too much, we're too this, we're too that. Do you have voices like that? I know that I certainly was ruled by those voices and I still have those thoughts come up now, but conscious cognition is about recognizing that these negative voices are parts of our brain being more fired, hormonal shifts in our bodies and deep levels of stress that are creating these emotions and thoughts coming through. Now, these can be from current in-the-moment stimulus, but more often than not, they're actually triggered by stories that you were told when you were a child or a teenager, experiences or traumas that you had when you were young. And so part of the deep healing work around conscious cognition is to be able to unpack and heal those parts of yourself that don't feel deserving, that feel very vulnerable, that are triggered. Part of this is reparenting the inner children that we all have within us, those parts of us that were once young that were once that two or three or five-year-old who was scared, that eight-year-old who got bullied on the playground, that 15-year-old who got dumped. These parts of us exist within us and they 
come forward and get triggered at certain times. And in order to really move through and move past these experiences and act from a level of adult cognition, so where you're acting from a place of being a centered, grounded adult without attachments to uh, the past and mom and traumas and this and that, in order to be in that adult energy and that adult mindset, we actually do need to do some work around what's happened in the past that is being triggered in those moments. And we need to recognize that those negative voices or that perfectionist voice is not who you are as a person. It's part of your brain firing and telling you something. And actually, those voices exist to try and keep you safe, believe it or not. The perfectionist voice, for example, is often there to avoid you being criticized or standing out from the crowd or doing something that could embarrass yourself. Negative thoughts that keep you small, that keep you stopping from standing out from the crowd are often there to keep you in a more controlled environment of known certainty. Our brains do not like uncertainty. They actively fight against uncertain situations. However, in order to step out, in order to make change, in order to grow, in order to be creative, to try new things, we need to access and be comfortable with a certain level of uncertainty. And so we need to work through and soothe those parts of us that are being triggered and fired up and going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to like step out and be seen. I don't want to go for that job interview. I don't know that I want to, you know, like I don't, I don't think I should try and reach out to that person and ask them on a date, whatever it might be. And so in order to do that, in order to keep you more safe, to keep you in more certainty and control, Your brain fires away with thoughts and with ideas that in the past have worked to keep you small and safe. Whether that's a voice externally telling you something like, you'll never be able to do that, you're too fat. Somebody may have said that to you in the past and that thought goes around in your head now, even 20 years later, because it has worked. Because that thought has kept you in more certainty and more safety and therefore your brain has actually done its job of keeping you safe. Now, it might not have done its job in order for you to live a life that you desire and live a life of fullness and live a life of support of impact in the world because it might stop you from going on that date with that person who you know would be a fantastic match for you, going for that audition, going for that job interview because that thought is there going, you can't do that, you're too fat. So part of the conscious connection to your cognition and part of becoming more conscious of your cognition is recognizing, naming and working through those negative thoughts, those perfectionist voices, those intense uh, feelings and, and fears that come up around moving into a life that you desire, around taking risks, around taking steps into uncertainty and healing the parts of you that are creating that and recognizing where they're coming from so that you can make a choice. 
Because at the end of the day, conscious cognition is where we have deep knowledge of what is happening in our brain and why we're thinking and feeling a certain way so that you can choose. Do I want to step against that trigger? Do I want to push myself out of my comfort zone or not? It's not always about us stepping out into the world and going, yeah, okay, here I am. The beauty of consciousness is that you give yourself choice. You give yourself many choices about different decisions, about different ways of living, and about different ways of conducting yourself so that you aren't living from a triggered pattern, so that you aren't making decisions from a thought that was implanted into your brain when you were six years old, but you're actually making it from the person you are today, from the adult who has achieved everything that you have achieved, done all the things that you've done, and survived and lived through everything that you've experienced. To me, this is the incredible gift of conscious cognition. And we achieve this not just through traditional talk therapy, although this is a really big aspect of this, including cognitive behavioral therapy, but we also achieve this through visualization, through exploring and journaling about the past, through meditation, and for those people who resonate with it through embodiment practices and breath work. Again, there is no one way that you can deepen this conscious cognition relationship And so I use a lot of variety of tools in order to do that with people, including EFT, emotional freedom technique, and emotional states, and a lot of psychological theory. But when you're willing to do this work, to analyze and to heal those parts of you, you can lean into a more adult decision-making you. You can find deeper grounding and deeper confidence and self-esteem because you're healing the roots of those thoughts. You're healing the roots of the trauma. So you might be wondering, well, what does that look like in terms of actually doing it? This is often where I work with somebody and we talk through a situation. We understand what emotions are coming up around that, that situation, that, that trigger from the past And we allow those emotions to be released. We go in and I do a lot of work with people around visualization of the inner child. So seeing or feeling or allowing the words to come through or even journaling as that inner child. Allowing a process where you are you and your adult self talking and soothing that inner child and recognizing the separation between those thoughts and feelings and who you are now. And in doing this, you start to heal those wounds. And often people find that that leads to conversations with people who where forgiveness or resolve is required or desired. Often it leads to a deeper level of calmness and it can lead to a lot of release of emotion and letting that energy out and letting that emotion out that can lead to a feeling of a lot more lightness, a lot more calming of the nervous system and for a lot of people, weight loss. But this process isn't just a one and done. It's a process of understanding and recognizing and doing that healing work 
and then developing the tools of consciousness so that when those triggers come up at a later date, which they sometimes do, but often at a much lesser amount and at a much less severe emotional reaction, that you can then lean into those tools of soothing and you can do that soothing you work yourself. So I don't just do the work for you. I teach you how to do that work on yourself. I teach you how to understand your own mind better, how to understand those intrusive thoughts, those negative thoughts, that perfectionist voice, how to understand and soothe and step away from that energy so that it's no longer ruling you, so that you're not making decisions from those parts of your brain, from those parts of your being and from the past. So conscious cognition, if you've listened to part A, So if you've listened to part one in this series, you'll notice that conscious cognition is not just about your thoughts and your feelings. It's also about understanding the wiring of your brain and influencing the external and internal factors that create the synaptic connections and the way that your brain is meshing with itself. Because it's a muscle after all. It's a hardwire incredibly intelligent computer that you have within you but it is not you as a whole that's why we're going to focus in the rest of these episodes on the other aspects of self and life that heavily influence deep levels of happiness and contentment and fulfillment but often it starts and it is heavily influenced by your cognition And the goal being to have a more conscious cognition, a conscious relationship with your brain where you are more deliberate and intentional, armed with the knowledge so that you can be aware and make decisions from a place of choice. Thank you for tuning in to More Than Your Mind podcast with Raphael. If you'd like to stay in the know and get a range of free content, you can sign up for my mailing list at empoweredwithraphael.com or follow me on any social media platforms, Empowered with Raphael. If you've loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to leave a comment on the podcast channel you've been listening to or send me a message about your experience of listening to the podcast. If you'd like to work together, please reach out through social media or email to discuss further. Thank you for spending this time with me. Until the next chapter, Raphael.